0: Hey, welcome to Hemp Radio. It's Patty Cakes, the Queen of Cannabis, and I am on my last day at the Mind what the
1: Body, f- spirit. Mind,
0: body yeah. spirit
1: Healing Expo.
0: Healing Expo, and uh, it's been so incredibly fabulous. I'm so I'm so proud of Pittsburgh. I I can't tell you how proud of Pittsburgh I am, and I am here with the fabulous Michael Butler. And Michael is a licensed cannabis pharmacist. Yes. Right?
1: Yes, well, I'm a pharmacist. so You're
0: I've, a real pharmacist, period.
1: Doctor of pharmacist from from pharmacy from Duquesne, and now I am in the medical marijuana industry.
0: Uh, well, let me ask you this. What drove you to that industry? Was there something? Were you a cannabis... User well, I've body. always
1: I've always been an advocate. Okay. Um, and as I've learned a little bit about it over the years, I always knew there was potential. So many of the medications that we use now in standardized pharmacy are botanical. So the big explosion of new drugs was in the '60s and '70s, and they literally companies would send researchers to the Amazon to research plants to find new chemical compounds that have potentials
0: Did potential they find inside pot the body. in the Amazon.
1: Oh, no. Marijuana's been around for thousands of years. Uh, we didn't find it. <laughs>
0: right. People don't know, though. They really don't know. Right. And it's our job to ed- educate them. Absolutely. So that's what led you on this journey?
1: Well, I actually saw a um, job interview, or actually like a job Post-aid. fair. Yeah. Oh, you went to a- Went to a job fair. Um, but I knew it was for the Healing Center, a medical marijuana dispensary. I actually saw it on Channel 2 News, and I got my resume together. I thought, you know, this is a new industry. This is something I want to be a part of. This is something I'm not only interested in, but I've always been an advocate for. And so I met um, Jay Richards, Chris Cohan, co-owners of the Healing Center, and I was lucky enough to be hired on to be their lead pharmacist.
0: Wow. Now it's been a journey. What did you have to do... To learn about cannabis. Well, legally, romecology. I mean,
1: legally, what is required is the state requires every practitioner in the state medical marijuana program to take a four-hour training course.
0: Don't make me laugh. Right. Because I, I, I'm going to wet my pants.
1: <laughs> it took Four? me about 16 hours to get through. <laughs>
0: Four hours to learn about cannabis is beyond anything that I could even
1: imagine. Well, it's kind of set up like continuing education credits would be. So, you know, all doctors, nurses, pharmacists, medical professionals, all kinds of professionals have to take continuing education credits. Right. So this was that type of a format. So if you were to skim through the information and then just finish the tests afterwards, you could perhaps get through it in four hours if you really worked hard. But it took me about 16 hours because I took notes and I really wanted to learn a lot about it.
0: cannabinoid system? No, after
1: and finishing and that, and I was I was legal to practice as a medical professional in the marijuana industry in Pennsylvania. But did I qu- know everything about it? No, no, no I was what just What were some the of the surface.
0: questions, just out of curiosity?
1: Well, it kind of went into many of, at that time there were 17 conditions that were approved. Um, so uh, all of those conditions were isolated in one way or another. And research was, you know, there was available research was in there to say this is the condition, this is how we know that medical marijuana could possibly benefit, which is really one of the base criteria for getting a card in PA. You have to, number one, be diagnosed with one of the 21 now qualifying conditions, and number two, the doctor will certify that you, quote, could benefit from the use of medical marijuana. If you meet those two criteria, then you can get a card in PA.
0: And so, if I go to my doctor tomorrow and say, I, I want to get a medical marijuana card. Right. And my doctor's going to say, what's wrong with you?
1: Well, your doctor would probably say, I can't do that. I don't write people for marijuana.
0: Not my doctor, but a pot doctor. Okay. now mean, if I it's call a, them pot doctors. Okay,
1: well, if it's a pot doctor we're talking about. Right. Because you would, have
0: to go to a pot doctor.
1: Exactly. So, what they require... Is prior history, diagnosis of treatment of oh, one of those conditions? Absolutely. Yeah So the first thing they need to do is request your medical records from your doctor, or you can provide them yourself. Oh. If you have them.
0: See, does anybody else do that?
1: that's required of all certified physicians as far as i understand
0: in the united states
1: in pennsylvania
0: oh pennsylvania yes. we're talking about yes. cuz i don't remember anybody ever saying that
1: so what the state wants to avoid is doctors that will just see patients charge uh, you know $175 right, $200 right, 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 fee right, right talk to them for 10 minutes, and then just write off, oh, yeah, this person can get a marijuana card, without the standard doctor-patient relationship that you would expect that a physician would need to do any responsible prescribing. It's about due diligence. So our patients, when they come in, a lot of them talk about their experience, and they either must provide those medical records showing that they have one of those 21 conditions, or the first step of the process is, the certifying Physician's Office will request those documents from the person's PCP or specialist or whatever it may be.
0: What, I mean, do you have a lot of people that come and, into, I mean, they come to you first?
1: A lot of people will call us and say, and you know, say, how hey, do I get a card? How That's do I get a card? one of the most common questions he, we have, if not right. the most common.
0: And you have it in front of you and said, well, do you have MS? Do you have... No, I do not. Whatever.
1: When someone calls me and asks me for a card, I tell them, First, you need to find a physician who certifies. If And you want to begin with your own primary care physician. Are they a certified physician? You
0: don't do certify... Certifi- no, certifi- ma'am.
1: We do okay. not. We run a dispensary. So after someone is certified and they have a card, then they can visit our site.
0: And you would be the person that I would talk to and say... Yes. Listen, I have this pain that... I, 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 I mean... I don't know if it's muscle will you be able to tell me what Absolutely. you think that what strains going to work on me
1: that's, that's what we specify there that's what we specialize in yes
0: and that's what's needed the most
1: Well yeah see what most physicians will do because it's a new medicine and you know you don't have full FDA prescribed information
0: not a new medicine. Right. It's been okay. around for thousands and thousands and thousands You're correct. of years. Go ahead. I'm In sorry.
1: my standardized medicine world, yes, it, it's new. But you are absolutely correct. It shouldn't be new. It, it should be much. There should be much more known about it. But usually, what physicians will do is they will only qualify they only will attest to those two things: one, you have the diagnosis; number two, you could benefit. Then they pass them on to us because anything else they do on top well, of that requires I mean, concrete knowledge.
0: Benefit. Everybody's different. I'm going to react differently to something that is the same. We can take the same thing and we may right. react differently.
1: Well, true. And, you know, we find that we get about an 80 85% success rate with new patients. Uh, there is a percentage of the population that simply either cannot tolerate the drug or do not respond to it. So, <laughs> so right. You know, it, it's not a one hundred percent success rate. It's not a panacea. It's not a and cure. I all.
0: want people to know that that I've seen how it works. I know what it does, yes. and I'm sure it changes
1: would. lives. It
0: changes lives, absolutely. And I mean, it, it, it's the most incredible experience of my life.
1: We have on a very common. It's a very common for a lady to come in an older woman and say I finally have my husband back um, I've heard men come in and say my wife and I are going on vacation and we haven't gone on vacation in 15 years but we're going on vacation this year
0: and wait a minute and you say get Blue Dream it's great for sex
1: no actually I thought it was Cherry Diesel <laughs> the feedback I got was Cherry Diesel that is the aphrodisiac Blue, uh, strain
0: Blue Dream is great Blue too. Dream's oh. it huh
1: okay well we'll have to try <laughs> to give it a shot <laughs>
0: Girls love blue drink. Um, everything... We have
1: little blue pills, too. What are those? Uh, that's in standardized medicine. We have those little blue pills.
0: Oh, for Viagra? <laughs> they're, good.
1: They're, they're good for that, too. Yeah, They call them blue thunders. That's, that's your blue thunder.
0: I love it. Uh, my daughter's in pharmacy. Uh, we're both in the drug business. Okay. But I don't consider uh, marijuana, cannabis a drug. Uh, it's more of a healing thing for me. Um, so what, on an average, like what are most what's the percentage of senior over 50?
1: One thing I was really surprised to find when we opened our first dispensary in the first three months we kind of looked back through some of our metrics and 65 percent of our patients were over the age of 50. I was blown away by those that are my, statistic. Those I really couldn't I eat. cater to. Yeah, and that's really who we cater to as well, uh, because a lot of our younger generation, when they get their cards, when they come in, they don't they don't want to sit down with a pharmacist. No, no, they don't no, have they any want questions, pot. right? They just want to. Which pot. you know what, coming from standardized pharmacy, uh, coming from Ooh. you know regular pharmacy, knowing what I put across that counter, You'd
0: rather and have I've them. literally
1: seen my own pills get sold in the parking lot. Oh yeah. I was talking to a yeah. cop in one town yeah. I worked in in West Virginia that said for the last five months. We have bought this prescription from this guy undercover outside your pharmacy every month you dispensed it. And I knew the guy. And and I thought, why is he not in jail? And of course, there's right. reasons for that. But, you know, knowing that side of the business, having a, a portion of this, thinking, you know, is this or is this not legitimate medical use from this person, knowing that they would go down the street and buy it anyway, perhaps sprayed with Raid or whatever else it might be treated with.
0: Uh, I know. That doesn't uh, uh,
1: weigh on me. Right. Like what I was doing with suboxone and morphine, oxycontin, benzodiazepines.
0: Fentanyl.
1: Yeah, ambient so many, every night.
0: So many ODs, you know, yeah, it's there, terrible. there's so many deaths in California. Fentanyl, my my really good friend who introduced me to podcasting uh, twelve years ago, his girlfriend died. She was a drug addict. And she died from fentanyl.
1: OPED overdose. It's pretty bad. So,
0: and, and they're using it now for for cannabis. They're they're get for the opioids. Do you find that here?
1: Yeah, we have a lot of people that come in. They they got their cards. that either are decreasing their opiate use, or they're quitting, or they have quit. And they there's story after story about how marijuana has helped people get off of opiates. I know.
0: I love it. Those are my favorite stories.
1: So really what I did is I kind of researched on a molecular level how does this happen. So what is behind an addiction, an opiate addiction? What happens when that drug is removed and someone experiences those withdrawal symptoms? Physiologically, what's happening in the body to cause someone to feel that pain in the legs? Describe it as bone pain, like the very bones ache. And, you know, all of the withdrawal symptoms that go along with that. And then I compared that to what I know about how the THC molecule works in the body. And why the THC molecule is such an effective agent to combat the physical and mental withdrawal symptoms of opiate abuse. So when you are coming off of opiates, the only thing that can help you with your withdrawals better than marijuana is another opiate. So in the absence of that, and so many people already know that. Okay, so
0: wait a minute. When you say another opiate, so... Say uh, say I'm uh, you know an opiate addict. What are you going to give me?
1: Well, right now, what they use is Suboxone or methadone. Oh, now that's replacement therapy.
0: Methadone, methadone maintenance. All oh, methadone is in ther- synthetic heroin. Well,
1: again, this is the problem with both of those drugs. People are switched from their their drug of abuse, which is heroin, to another opiate. Farmers'
0: drug to be addicted, another to, to, be addicted
1: to another drug. Exactly. It's now money, the, money,
0: money, money, money. Come on.
1: The idea is that in the long run. That you will decrease and you will wean off of that agent. Listen. But if you didn't wean off don't. of what you were abusing they before.
0: They it. They double it. I, I know it. I,
1: I know they do. There's I a, know it. I've that.
0: seen it. I mean.
1: So the idea is that you cannot walk away from an opiate dependence without slowly over a period of time weaning yourself off. Unless, of course, you do rapid detox and you can maintain that. And there are long-term, lifetime problems associated with that. But that's a separate story. So what you have to do if you are dependent on an opiate of some sort is know that for you to stop that drug, you're going to have to knowingly put yourself into a mild state of withdrawal over an extended period of time. What marijuana can do is come in and allow you to tolerate a greater level of withdrawal so that you can wean off that agent over a shorter period of time.
0: You know, do you know List, who Lester Grinspoon is? I do not. Doctor Lester Grinspoon. He's been in the cannabis arena for years. He's older a lot. He's old. I think he's at Harvard or one of those schools. And he said years and years ago, one day they're going to realize that marijuana is the miracle drug. They're going to realize that. And this was 40 years ago when he said that. Yeah. They knew he was ahead
1: of his time. He was. was a there's so many man. old doctors, man.
0: That I mean, that's what they did. That's how I learned to make my butter through these people because they're kids. They're grand. I mean, that's where I learned. And I think it's incredible. And I get so frustrated because I want everybody. I I get mad sometimes, you know, because you're you're trying to teach people and they have this fucking stinging thinking and this they still have a lot of reefer madness stuck in there. Mm -hmm.
1: Well, one of the things we tell most of our patients that come in, one of my opening lines is, just know that everything you ever learned about marijuana was wrong. And now we're going to begin to help you understand the truth about the drug.
0: And where do you start when you start explaining to people
1: The first thing we want to do is get a feel for where they are um, experience-wise. So we have some people come in and, you know, a grizzled old veteran will say, son, I've been smoking ever since the war. You know, what are you going to do for me? And in that case, I would say, well, the first thing we're going to do is try to get that smoke out of your lungs. I want to talk to you about vaporization because that's a big thing we're driving in the state. It's still not legal to actually smoke marijuana because we don't want the... Wait a
0: minute. You're not allowed to smoke marijuana in in Pennsylvania? You have
1: to vaporize it. It is illegal to smoke it. Absolutely.
0: I didn't know that. I That's mean, okay.
1: I don't need to know any more beyond the statement that you just said. You're not, <laughs> Do not elaborate.
0: You're not a policeman, are you?
1: No. I
0: mean, I start saying. <laughs> I'm a pharmacist. I keep thinking I'm in California sometimes because I say anything on my show. <laughs> and everybody knows that. You know, I mean. Yeah, I think, we're still we're yeah, a little
1: uptight around here, you know, but we're getting it done. We're, we're, we're growing, leaves sometimes.
0: I mean, I wasn't allowed to say because I worked closely with normal for 15 years. And she'd be sitting there like this on the show mm, because I couldn't say that.
1: Well, let me explain the reasoning behind that. Okay, if you combust plant material, and it doesn't matter if it's a marijuana leaf or a tobacco leaf or a maple leaf or an oak leaf or grass that you picked out in your yard and dried up or cardboard, when you combust plant material, there are certain carbon compounds that are going to be produced In that process, many of them are carcinogens and generally just not good to have in your lungs. It's not good to smoke really anything. Exactly.
0: (laughs) No, no, I know that. So
1: we've got the technology now to be able to vaporize even dry leaf.
0: Are you promoting uh, the volcano because that's the easiest way to do it? Yes,
1: absolutely. We sell them in our dispensaries. Yeah. What that's do they
0: start at now? Because they used to be like 200, 300. Yeah, they retail
1: about 500 now.
0: Well, if but you once you get a volcano, one, you'll never it. go back. <laughs> I have a friend. Oh, yeah. My friend has lupus, and he's diabetic. He takes no medication. He regulates his, his two diseases with cannabis, and he's never used anything other than a volcano. Spectacular! he not put anything in his
1: lungs. Well, you can't blame him. He's doing it right.
0: Is there anything else that you want to say? If somebody wants to get in contact with you and ask you questions or visit you, tell us where to go.
1: www.thehealingcenterusa.com And our tagline is Where Compassion Meets Care.
0: It's fabulous. I am so... Thank you so much. Thank you so much for talking with me and being a part of this. And on that note, it's time to blow this joy.